Welcome to the A Jesus Church podcast. We're a family seeking to become like Jesus, empowered by His presence to partner in God's creative work of restoring the world. We pray this episode encourages and equips you along the journey. Well, New Year's Eve, um, it's so fun at the end of this time, uh, the end of the, each year to look back. Mm-hmm. Look back and like, these are the things that happened this year. I mean, it's all over the Instagram feeds, right? It's all over um, news. Like, these are the stuff that's gone down this year. And sometimes it's really important for us to look back because it's hard to know necessarily where we've gone or how far, far forward we've gone unless we're seeing where we've started from. And, and so today we want to celebrate. Today we want to celebrate what God has done at AJC here and in our lives in 2023. There's been some incredible, incredible things. And so the day is going to go somewhat like this. We're going to, we'll frame up a little bit of the beginning here. And then we're going to invite up several people onto the stage and have quick conversations with them. And the key that I want you to be looking for, it's really simple. It was, I was this way and then Jesus and now this. That's the thing. That's a whole theme, and that's what we really get to celebrate. I think, I think um, sometimes when we look back, we, I think our culture, we love to celebrate things, right? Yeah. We see it all over the place. Celebration is good. It's very good. Yeah, it's important. It's important. We celebrate things like a promotion at work, right? We celebrate um, graduating. Yeah, absolutely. We, birthdays. Birthdays we I celebrate. Love to celebrate. Anniversaries we celebrate. Yeah. Um, teams, your team winning, we celebrate. Chandler? He Can't, won the national. That's right, the, Wilsonville, uh, five state, state, state championships. Champs? We yeah. won that, yeah. right? So we celebrate those moments, right? Those are big deals. We celebrate, there's a bunch of stuff coming up this time of year in college football and in the NFL that we celebrate and we look forward to celebrating. <laughs> Even if it's not our team, we can celebrate against that team. And it's fine. Um, but um, we, we like to celebrate. And I think deep down in our core, we get that, that mm-hmm. celebrating is good for us, that it's good for our, for our soul, for our being, for, our, for who we are. I was actually doing a little bit of um, research yeah. And I found, I found this entire article written. It was, it was Duke University, Cambridge, and then Indiana University. He spent hours and hours and hours and hours and thousands of surveys talking about what celebration is. And their conclusion, yeah. celebrating is good for you. So there's your college university education you right there. They, they did. Instead that's of it. Time to read the article. You don't have to read it. the article. That's, that's it. Celebrating okay. is good for you. All right. That's and I think I we. Concur. Yeah, exactly. And we know this, right? I think we know this. I mean, we we know this because it was actually written in in our very being, in our DNA, and who we are. Because each of us are made in the image of God, mm-hmm. and God loves to celebrate. I mean, some of the very first things we see of God in scripture is when he celebrated and God actually sang over the marriage of Adam and Eve. Yeah. Like he celebrated those moments. In ancient Israel, they were commanded to celebrate God's goodness at least three times a year in these like massive festivals. Y'all, we do like Christmas pretty good, but like the festivals in ancient Israel were huge. Yeah. And God just, he, he delighted in celebrating. He delighted in celebration. Can you imagine what our mindsets would be like if like at least three times a year we were 
like orienting our hearts and minds towards the goodness of God and the celebration of that all of the time. Like imagine if that was I mean, a part And it wasn't of just rhythm. like a one day thing. It was like weeks. weeks it was like, not, like times of just like again today. You know, we're still celebrating God's goodness. We're still celebrating God's goodness over and over and over. I was this way and then Jesus and now this. Yeah. Like that's God's goodness. It's his redemptive work. And, and, and some of the things when we look at scripture, we see really quickly, like, like celebrating was a part of who Jesus was. When he came, there was celebration. There was, there was joy. I mean, even in the beginning, right? Luke chapter two, Piper was here, or the kids did it. And then at 11 p.m. on Christmas Eve, Piper quoted it. Yeah. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Joy. Let that sink in. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Joy. For all people. For all people. For all people. Not meaning that everything was going to be great and fine and happy after that because the birth of Jesus brought the extremes of both ends. It brought, it brought jealousy and rage and terror. And then it brought peace and hope and life. And the, and the goodness of God was ushered in. And the great news that the Messiah being born caused great joy for all people. In Hebrews, when Jesus went to the cross, he went with joy. The scripture says, for the joy set before him endured the cross. I don't, I don't know about you. For me, that one is a hard, like, it's kind of been hard for me to put my mind around that. Like, why was their joy going to the cross? The pain, the suffering, the intense amount of ridicule and scorn and misunderstanding and torture, yet joy. I was thinking about this actually this whole last week, and I'm gonna boil this way down into a completely oversimplified version of this, but it, for me, it helped my mind get to the understanding of this. On Christmas morning, yeah. You and I sat there and we watched as our kids gave gifts to each other. Mm -hmm. Gifts that they had been thinking about, that they'd been preparing, they'd, they'd earned money for it, they spent their money and were almost more excited to give than they were to receive. There for was sure. so much joy in that moment, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And that was a little bit of sacrifice and it was a little bit of thought of thinking ahead and it was a little bit of giving and it was a lot of joy in that moment. Now, now take those to the most incredible extremes that you can. From the beginning of time, God's rescue plan was to send his son. The anticipation, the thought, the leading up to it, Jesus coming from the beginning. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. John 1 says that. The word is Jesus, just so we're all clear. In the beginning, Jesus was also there. And when he came knowing that the cross was the redemptive work, was his sacrifice, was his gift. Yes, there was pain. Yes, there was gonna to be torture. Yes, there was gonna be sacrifice. But there was joy because he knew what was coming. For the joy set before him endured the cross. In John 15, it says he ascended to the Father, giving us this joy. It says, these things I've spoken to you, Jesus is saying this to his disciples, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Jesus came into the world with joy. He went to the cross with joy. He ascended to the Father with joy and celebration. I mean, the guy, like the scripture talks about at least 15 different times of him eating meals. 
and celebrating festivals. The Pharisees accused him of being a glutton and a drunkard. You don't get that accusation <laughs> with unless a little bit of partying. with a little bit of partying. Yeah. You get that accusation because you're all about celebrating. Yeah. You're all about celebrating. I wonder how many of us could be accused of that. Where it's like, you celebrate so much, is this right? Now, I'm not saying go for it, go take a big old romp and sin. No, I'm saying, but celebrating right things, right? <laughs> thanks for that clarification. Yeah, thanks. I just want to yeah. clear, be clear. I mean, hey, New Year's Eve, Weston told me it was okay. Like, no, just settle down, all right? But celebrating through joy. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's interesting because in our culture, our culture loves to celebrate the things that we listed, right? Yeah. The anniversaries, the birthdays, the teams winning, we love to celebrate. Yet, joy can, something, can, can oftentimes be something that we attempt to manufacture mm -hmm. or to reproduce on our own that's, that's really void of Jesus. Yeah. And when we attempt to do those things, those moments of celebration, however good they might be, leave us feel wanting. It's why you can celebrate your team winning, and then the next day it's like, and we start next season. It, they, they don't necessarily last yeah. as great as they might be in the moment. Because what's written in the DNA of our hearts is joy and celebration, but because of the redemptive work of Jesus. And that joy and celebration is one that lasts over and over and over again. In his book, Celebration of Discipline, Richard Foster says this. He says, often we try to pump up people with joy when in reality, nothing has happened in their lives. God has not yet broken into the routine experiences of their daily existence. Celebration comes when the common ventures of life are redeemed. I love that. I love that line. The common ventures of life are redeemed. So today, we've got a whole slew of people yeah. that are here to tell us stories of how common ventures of life have been redeemed. And with, with each story, as each story concludes and ends, it is a proper time for us to celebrate. It is a proper time for us to, to give the glory to God for his redemptive work. I went to a, a football game a couple years ago, and when, when our team scored, man, I was so excited. I was giving high fives and hugs to strangers. Right? That's just like, just because we scored, like there was so much celebration in that moment. And it did, I, I left that game actually thinking about like, when was the last time I did that because of Jesus? Because of work that he's done, that I'm high-fiving and celebrating and hugging perfect strangers. That's an okay thing because we, we're written into our DNA to celebrate. So today let's do that. Yeah. Let's celebrate. And it's one of my favorite things to do actually is to celebrate. So let's begin. We're going to take a look back at 2023 here at AJC. Y'all ready? Let's do okay. this. Let's, actually, look, the people are celebrating. Well done, everybody. We're, we're, we're <laughs> celebrating that we're going to celebrate. This is incredible. But let's pray, and then we'll get right into this. Jesus, go before us, move in power today. Thank you so much, Jesus, that we get to glorify your name and who you are and the stuff that you've been up to. Mm -hmm. God, we thank you for this day. In your name, amen. Amen. All right, so the first thing I want to talk about in this last year, this last year, this has been the first full year, 2023, this has been the first full year of Tim McDonald being our lead pastor. Yeah. Now, 
they're not here, so they're on a much needed vacation, so I'm not going to embarrass them, but I just want you guys to know a few things. Sometimes coming on a Sunday, there's a lot of things that go on kind of behind the scenes throughout the week that are missed out on, and I just want to bring in a little bit, pull back the curtain a little. Jenny and I have been here um, for eight plus years on staff. We've been attending the church for 10, 12 years, something like that, but this last year has been one of the most unifying clarifying years that we've ever been a part of here yes. at AJC. The, what happens on a Sunday, what we do on a Sunday actually matches up with what we're doing throughout the weeks in communities and hear the cry and young adults and youth and kids. There's a, there's a central focus for this. The, there's this family dynamic that Tim and Brittany have fostered here that has just been so, so beautiful. The transparency from the stage right? The, the, what you see is what you get. Um, the fact that they're sitting out there every Sunday at the end of the gathering to, to give hugs and to shake hands of every single person that's come in here, like that, that's a family thing. Mm -hmm. And it's so, so beautiful. And it's through Tim and Brittany, they would never say this, but it's through their, their heart posture in following after Jesus yeah. that we've really been able to clarify the vision of who we are as a church. And if you call this your home church, then this is what we're about. I want you to look at this vision statement. We say it every Sunday. We've started saying it every Sunday, but this is us. This is our vision. We exist to join God in the renewal of all things by becoming a unified, spirit-filled family that follows the way of Jesus. When somebody asks you, what's AJC about? It's this. It's this. We're, when we're gonna be really, really stubborn with this vision, this is gonna be the vision that we hold in front of us in, in a very, very stubborn way. Now, the plans, how we get to that vision, the strategies to get to that are gonna be super flexible. We're gonna try things and if they don't work, we're gonna try something else. And if it doesn't work, we're gonna try something else, but we're gonna hold this vision because this is who we are. We exist to join God in the renewal of all things by being a unified, spirit-filled family that follows the way of Jesus. And it is Tim and Brittany that have actually helped shape this culture as we've stepped forward. So it's been beautiful. Over in 2023, we've walked through six different teaching series I don't know if you've realized this, teaching series, we've walked through the vision series, we've walked through Becoming Like Jesus, we've walked through a, a series called The Story, which was about uh, the, ad, the Lent and Easter. We walked through a series called Undivided, Rediscovering Church. We just finished up a series called He Shall Reign. It was our Advent series. We're moving, um, coming into this incredible series. I'm really excited about it. We're actually gonna double down on what it is to be, to, to be a part of a church body and a community. It's gonna be beautiful. We had some incredible family moments this last year in 2023. Oh yeah, I loved the picnic in the park. Picnic in the park was yeah. incredible. It was so much fun. Celebration, thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, celebrate, uh, picnic in the park. We're like, hey, let's just all get together as a family and do fun things in a park. And chill, is that me over there in the white hat? I think it is. Yeah, I got red shoes. shoes, sweet. Um, but yeah, this was, this was uh, incredible. Yeah. Time to come together. We did this a few different times. We'll do this again. But these are family moments, right? Yep. What else did we have? We had... Family night. Family nights. That's right. We all came. This last one we did was a Mexican-themed family night, right? We're just yes. like, bring Mexican food. The it was food really, was so It was so good. good. We'll be like, doing these. Like, surprisingly delicious for potluck. Yeah, y'all yeah. slayed it, on it potluck. It did not disappoint. When I was growing up, I used to think pot, they named it potluck because it was lucky if you found a pot with good food in it. I really thought that that's why it was called potluck. <laughs> really? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. 
was like, well, I don't know. You're lucky. Let's try it. Um, but we'll be doing this in the new year, different themes, different ideas, different thoughts. We thought about next time maybe doing a chili cook-off or something. We're going to be t- fun family night stuff coming up. And then we just recently had a really crazy, awesome family night where we did the Advent celebration, right, this. where we came. We celebrated. We lit the tree. It was, I just felt like it was not that long ago. And bam, I know. Christmas has come and gone. And it was beautiful family nights. But listen. They're incredible moments, right? But the sweet sauce, uh, what makes these things so, so special, what's really worth celebrating is God's redemptive work in people. Mm-hmm. I was this way, and then Jesus, and now this. And so we're going to actually highlight a few of those areas, and we're going to invite some friends to come up and share a little bit about what God has been doing. So let's kick off right away with Alpha. Yeah. Yeah, Jenny, you, um, you run Alpha here yes, at AJC. It's, it's your bread and butter. It's so looking favorite. back, what would you say are some of the highlights from 2023? You know, we ran three Alpha courses this year. It was really amazing. And... If you're not familiar with Alpha, I would love for you to try. We're kicking off our next course um, at the end of this month. So no, the end you, of January. Yes, you're right. See, you got me again. Yeah, We're just yeah, tag teaming. Yeah. Yeah. We really have so to calendar. So today, yeah. no, no the end, end of next month. Of next month. The end of January, we're going to be kicking off another Alpha course. But Alpha is just a place for people to explore life and faith and meaning in a non-judgmental, non-pressure kind of way. It's a place to come with your questions. And we even embarked on doing a, for the first time ever, it hasn't been done anywhere, a family alpha, where we invited our families to come. And alpha is so great at holding space for people with their questions and learning to listen. Um, And it's been something that has been transformational for me, even in my own family, in the ways that I'm engaging with my kids and the next generation with questions around Jesus and faith. And so often I am driven to like, oh, you have a question, here's the answer, and this is what you do. And on to the next. And um, with Alpha, you actually just get to sit and linger in those questions and watch the Holy Spirit work. And so we've done that in a few different courses. We've had over 100 people go through our Alpha courses this year. And within the Family Alpha course, we had about 50 people total come. So we had a bunch of families coming. um, And our prayer was that we would bridge some of the generational gaps in conversation around faith through listening. So it was a beautiful year to explore what Alpha is and how we get to facilitate facilitate it here at a Jesus church. But I brought, I invited my friend Jana to come. Um, She has been through Alpha twice now, two times. Yeah. And you came the first time. Yep. Um, You came the first time and then came back a second time. Why did you do that? What were you thinking in coming back a second time? Well, Honestly, I was, I was uh, thinking I needed to invite some of my friends. I yeah. mentor some women, and uh, I thought, what a great opportunity to invite them to come and kind of have a space for those questions okay. and, and for silence in those questions yeah. where we can really think through it. And so what did you find in knowing that they were coming, that they were having a lot of questions? What did the space feel like for you as they kind of entered in with a whole, like a variety of people around conversations about faith? It was so amazing because they got to ask their questions and get comfortable at our table with our people and build friendships and see where there's similarities uh, and also share differences. And it was it was a family moment, for sure, where we all got to know each other. Mm, amazing. Really 
And so would you say that there was like any moment along that journey, either for you or for some of the friends that you invited where there was just like an aha moment with Jesus? There sure was. So I am not a, a retreat person. <laughs> I am not <laughs> a either. carpool person, a caravan person. Yeah. Uh, I, I live alone. Yeah. Like I, I have my own space. <laughs> yeah. And Alf, Alpha said, yeah. hey, let's come all spend a weekend together. And I said, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I looked at the friends that I came with and I just said, hey, do you want to go to that? Like, please say no. <laughs> and my girls were so excited. They're oh. like, oh, we could carpool and we could get road trip snacks and we could do all these things. And I'm like, oh, dear. <laughs> sure. Jesus, take the wheel. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so again, I I wouldn't have gone to the retreat yeah. uh, and I'm here to tell you I will never miss an alpha retreat mm. yeah. it was so special to spend that time together to have a continuous conversation about the Lord that wasn't interrupted with we have to go or anything like that um, and one of my girls Alex right there um, rededicated her life to the Lord mm. and it was so sweet and so amazing absolutely yeah. we, we took a picture uh, at the Lost and Founds because she was lost and now she's found. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so yeah, it was transformational for her and for me to witness and be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for being faithful to make that invitation. Like, I know that we all have people in our lives that are longing for those conversations, but sometimes it feels like a, a burden to have to like carry all of that or maybe feel like that we have um, all of the answers. And Alpha is the space to say, you're not meant to have all the answers. You're just meant to hold space for the questions. Yeah. And so if you guys have people in your lives that you know, hey, they have questions about faith and want a space to explore yeah. that, yeah. we'd love to have you join Alpha. Just hey, let's celebrate what God did in Alpha. <laughs> love it. So good. Thank you, Jana. That's incredible. That's incredible. And as we go through these, if you obviously, if you have different or other questions about it, come find us. We'd love to chat with you more about different things. Next, I want to talk a little bit about young adults. Actually, Jenny, so you and I actually worked with young adults early on when we first came on staff yes. here. Love it. Was such it. an amazing season. Love the community. Love working with young adults. But a little bit more. Go for it. Yeah, well, there's nothing more important in that season and stage of the life where you are really exploring questions and who am I and what is my relationship with God look like? You're getting yeah. to make concrete choices for yourself for the first time in many, many ways. And you need a safe place to do that. And you need a community of people that are, are doing that with you. And so we've invited Seth to come up here. Um, I've gotten to know Seth a little bit this year. He, you got baptized on Easter Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And then your brother followed in your footsteps and, um, and got baptized as well as you were just like having a sense that Jesus was calling you deeper. Yeah. Like where have you, like especially in young adults ministry, how has it been to like enter into some of those questions? <clears throat> and what were some of your questions heading into young adults? Yeah, so uh, for me, I just started going to Young Adults this year. Yeah. Like, I think it was like the beginning of fall or something like that. Um, and so I, my parents have been wanting me to go for like two years now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and every time I'd always make up some excuse not to go. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know if they like me, you know, I don't really know if I'm ready, something like that. But um, I actually went there, invited a friend, um, and we go pretty much every week now, which is great. Um, wow. Met some cool people. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's kind of helped me. Um, I went to like a youth group for high school yeah. quite a while ago now. At least it seems that way. Yeah. Um, and it was good, but 
it wasn't exactly like it was fun. I would go with my friends, but I didn't really feel like I was getting like much out of it. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of worried. Like coming to this one, I was like, I don't really want to spend like two hours of my life every week. It was just gonna be like goofing around with my friends yeah. the whole time, you know. Um, and so I went, but we actually had like we have good small group time, stuff like that. Yep. Time to get into the text, um, which is great. So. Yeah. And so then, how has you getting to be a part of a community in that way in young adults, what do you feel like has maybe been a difference maker in your life? Has there been like something that you feel like, because of this, I, I have a sense of change or God working in my life? What's yeah, that? so um, the biggest part for me is I think it's like the fact that we meet every week or whatever, mm. and uh, whatever we talk about, like me and my friends, um, Whatever the text is, we can always find a way to apply it to our lives. Yeah. Like for me, I don't really like going to work. I have to go to work, um, but I hate it. <laughs> I and so uh, um, it just helped me like realize that maybe I should put God at the center and maybe that I can use like my workplace as a way to kind of show what it's like to be a Christian in a better way. Wow. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of Christians at my work, so... I feel like if I'm like a better role model for that, then it might give people a little bit better of an opinion on Christians, you know, yeah. especially in Oregon. A lot yeah. of people hate us. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real felt experience. Yeah. I, well, it's so important to have those spaces then to be able to come and to, I mean, that's, what, that's why God created this gathering for us to come together, uh, to know his love and then to be able to go out and infuse his love into those places that feel more hostile. I mean, we know Jesus felt that, so we are going to be feeling it too. Thank you so much yeah, for sharing your experience with us. Great job, Beth. Quote of the week. Love it. Um, hey, so I want to talk a little bit about Hear the Cry. Um, so Hear the Cry is something that I get to oversee. It's the part of the, uh, it's the arm of our church here that exists to be a part of working with our local and global partners uh, when it comes to bringing justice and compassion and, and the story of Jesus into the brokenness in the world around us. And, and, and really since COVID, we've had to like really shift and adjust like what are we going to be about in this area, as well as adjusting like like, why do we go places? Like, what's the purpose behind it? Like, is there, you know, there's, we've just asked some of the bigger questions instead of tradition, like, well, we just have always done this. Like, instead of just saying that and saying, yeah, so we're going to just do all these trips this year and we're going to give to all these people. The question is like, okay, actually, like, like why? Like, is the, what's the purpose behind it? How does, how does what we do on a Sunday and throughout the week actually bleed into how we interact in our neighborhoods and our communities yeah. and, and, and across the world? And so Christy, has been a, um, an amazing, awesome friend of mine over the last several years. We've gone on several trips together. Um, she's incredible. She's actually a deacon at Kids and Hear the Cry at the same time. Yeah. So she's one of those you know, individuals that just slays it. But Christy and I have worked together for a long time. And really the question has had to be, and Christy and I have walked through this and wrestled through this, when somebody's like, hey, I want to go travel, I want to like, go on one of these trips overseas. And, and there are a couple that we will be doing this next year. The first question that we'll ask them is awesome. What are the names of your neighbors? 
Like right now, your neighbors, your right and your left, when you walk out of your house in the morning, do you know your community? Do you know your neighborhood? Because what we want the global work to be is an extension of what we're doing right here at home. It has to start here first, right? Then we go out from there. And so Christy and I have worked together um, uh, on a lot of different things. And so Christy, I just wanted to ask you just a couple quick questions. First question, obviously, is like when the first trip that you went on, talk to me about the reasoning behind like what motivated you to be a part of that trip, to, to connect with us and to partner with us that way. Sure. Um, so my first trip was in 2019 to Scotland. Um, and really the first draw was Scotland, obviously. And um, <laughs> Jamie and Crixie as well were be a part of this. And we'd be going to their church, their home church that they came from to come here. So at first it was like, uh, yay, Scotland, Jamie and Crixie, check. Um, but then as we started learning more about the trip and what it was going to be, helping with the uh, youth and uh, sports and arts camp for teens in Glasgow, I'm like, awesome. I love kids. This is going to be great. Teens are awesome. And also going to the Outer Hebrides to be with the small community church out there and just encouraging and loving on them and, and really just bringing life to the island in a way and bringing God's love to them. So the more I learned about the trip and what the purpose of the trip was, the more I got excited about it and yeah. really excited to go for sure. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And then, and then you came back again and then you've gone one more time leading the trip. So tell me about why you keep coming back to this sort of a thing. Uh, it's really the connections that we made. Um, seeing the teens come back year over year at Renderfest, seeing them grow in God's love and the relationship that they um, find at Renderfest, being able to be a part of the leadership at Southside where they host Renderfest, seeing the leadership there growing as well and being a part of just a week of what they do day in, day out, and being a part of the community there and pouring love into just their surrounding areas. But then also, again, the people, like the U.S. community is small. There may be like, what, 15 at most on a Sunday, but they are strong, and they are strong in God's love and perseverance and just an outpouring love that we feel in like the three days that we're with them, but it is long-lasting. It just makes me want to come back again and again. I just, I can't, I can't express like how impactful seeing the global church at work yeah. is. Yeah. Um, I'm a small part of it here, but being able to see God's love across the world on a small island of maybe 500 people and seeing yeah. it, it's just outpouring there. It's just so exciting. Yeah, I think that for of. me is one of the things that I absolutely loved about that. Going to a place that I've never been before, I've never seen, I've never really thought about, and yet God's already there and he's working. And of course I know that. You say those words, you're like, yeah, that's true. Of course we know those things. But to see God actually doing work, that's Powerfully incredible. Powerfully at work there. Um, Chrissy, would you say there's like one area or an area that you have seen where, where it was this way and then God and now, and now this, maybe in your own life or in somebody else's life? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely seen, like I said, transformation of like the youth, the teens that come to Renderfest. Like there's, there's a girl there that just found a poster I think at like a community hall or something and like, oh, that would be fun. I can do sports and arts for a week. But she's now involved in the church. Yeah. She has yet to accept Christ, but she comes back. Yeah. So it's just like seeing the seeds planted yeah. Yeah. in small ways. And we yeah. haven't seen necessarily her coming to faith, but I pray every day for her and yeah. um, get checkups from the team over there and like if yeah. she's still coming. So it's just, you know, like the small, small things that God is doing um, 
at a global scale. That's yeah. incredible. Well, thank you, Christy. That's awesome. Let's just celebrate what God's been doing. Thank you. Awesome. Um, and then into communities. We have really refocused our communities here at a Jesus Church. Nicole, Richard have been like really focusing on how do we take what we have in our communities? How do we build them? How do we grow them? How do we make them into something unique and beautiful? Um, because really at the end of the day is that we are not meant to do life in isolation. And so yep. we invited Carly and Colin up onto the stage. They've got an incredible story. They're part, in my opinion, of one of the best communities actually here at AJC. <laughs> Uh, it's my community. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm you're kidding. supposed to feel like your community is the best. Yeah, you are. You are. You are. You're yeah. supposed to feel that way. But no, Carly and Colin have been apart for a while. And so some of you have heard Carl, some of Carly's story. And so I just wanted to just back right up, Carly. First of all, thanks for coming and, and sharing a little bit today. But, but day one, however many years ago that was, was it two years? Two, two years? Mm -hmm. That you walked in in a really foreign place, really not knowing anybody here. You came in. You sat down. Walk me through that. What was that like for you that first day? Yeah, I um, was just in a really kind of a dark place in my life, and I just kind of walked through some big traumas in my life, and I was a single mom and just felt very, very alone. Yeah. Um, and the first couple times, I always sat right over here. Um, and every time I came to church, like, I met someone, and someone turned around. That, like, dreaded two-minute time for me is <laughs> kind of the worst. Um, but every time I met someone, and someone introduced me to someone, and um, probably the third or fourth time I came to church, um, I was trying to sneak out early, uh, as I do, and uh, Brittany McDonald came in and found me in the hallway, and she said, hey, I, I don't really know your story. I don't know who you are, but I just feel like God needs... Uh, you to know that he sees you. Oh. And I was like, thanks, I'm kind of hiding right now, so go ahead and tell him that. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. But um, man, you know, that that one day, that one word turned into, Brittany invited me back to seek night that next night. And then after that, she invited me to coffee and we just started meeting and, and eventually she invited me to, to join your community. Yeah. And I remember that conversation when, when Brittany was just like, okay, guys, like, like I've been meeting with this girl, Carly, Carly, what do you think about having her join the community? We're like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So Carly, you joined. I remember that day you joined. But then in the process of this last short time, something else has happened. Talk to me about your, your basically what has happened since joining community with your relationship with Jesus and with mm -hmm. that incredible dude sitting next to you. He's Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love you. Um, yeah, so I first joined community, you know, I, being in community with people as great as it has been when I first started, it was really, really hard. Yeah. Um, it's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to let people in. And, um, you know, the first six months, I, I don't think I said much. I don't think I looked anyone in the eyes. We joked that I knew people by their shoes because I just looked down at the ground. The <laughs> you guys both had awesome shoes, oh. by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, in that, in that first six months, I, you know, made a decision to follow the Lord and I yeah. got baptized and yeah. um, started making some major career transitions into ministry and my community was there the whole time as I was healing and just experiencing the highs and the lows of life, like making community was there the whole time. Um, and, you know, fast forward in a year, uh, you know, I started uh, talking to Colin and remember the dreaded like, group text, like, hey guys, there's, I'm gonna bring a guy to church, like, don't freak out, like, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
to have amazing couples and amazing families, and I didn't experience that necessarily in my own journey, and so to have marriages to look towards and to, to walk then into engagement and into marriage and into kind of our, oh, that was us, that was right here. Um, yep. Yeah, to have, um, you know, to start our marriage with community has just been such a blessing. Uh, turns out marriage is a little, um, hard and so uh, to have people to just encourage you and like pray for you and just having community has absolutely changed my life and I, I just know for sure that if, if I hadn't been a part of a community through the last two years of my life like I, I don't know that I'd be here like it's been absolutely life-changing yeah. that's amazing you were one way and then Jesus and then another let's praise Jesus thank you so much thanks guys appreciate it that's awesome you know one of the things about that too is like our side of the story. I, I don't ever know a time that I didn't know Jesus' name. Like God graciously gave me parents who love Jesus and I've always known Jesus. Mm-hmm. And to watch Carly come into our community and watch the transformation of Jesus in her life yeah. and watch the way that Jesus heals and supplies and meets things that I've never had to experience. The way that he does like such a redemptive work has bolstered yeah. our faith, our entire community in ways that we never could have expected. And so that is the gift of living in community. That is the gift of journeying with people toward Jesus, is watching Jesus do his work and just getting to be a witness to it. And that's why your stories are so important. Yeah. And that's why we want to celebrate those stories this yeah. morning. Yeah. 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 Well, the last one we have actually fits real well today is Baptism Sunday. Um, and one of the things that you've noticed throughout, whether Seth is talking or even Carly, is that they were baptized. They got baptized and they made that decision. And so um, on Easter last year, uh, Tim came and um, wanted to just, Tim, thanks for being here, first of all. But baptism is that moment, right? It's the right now moment of saying like, like Jesus, like what was, I'm now publicly saying is no more and now you. And that's the moment of what baptism is. It's not salvation in and of itself, I, I, I believe, that, but, but I think it's really closely linked because Jesus says, or, repent and be baptized, right? That's what, that's what we're talking, what scripture says. I mean, repent, be baptized. And so Jesus was baptized. And so it's one of those things where you say, okay, God, this was who I, who I was, but I need you now. And so I just want to talk real quickly with you, Tim, just, just back at the beginning when you came that Easter First of all, were you planning to get baptized that day? No. <laughs> what? No, no, I wasn't. Um, I think I've been planning to be baptized for a lot of my life. And I think um, as I've reflected over the last week and, you know, over the last year almost, um, it was really fear that, oh, goodness. <laughs> it's okay, bud. It's beautiful. Look at your shoes. Look at your shoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, it was really fear that Satan really started to twist. I mean, I don't, I, I'm a public, I'm a, you know, I can say, if you want me to sing, I can sing, like, yeah. no problem. Yeah, um, later. That's a thunder fist. Yeah, but uh, he twisted that fear for years and years, mm. and I would watch people that were close to me get baptized. Oh, yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, I need to do that. And then it was like, you're a hypocrite. You're going to stand up there and get baptized, and they're going to go, why did you wait so long? Mm. there's a lot of shame in that. And it was, it was all fear based. And, um, last Easter, I didn't have any more words to say no. 
Yeah. Um, I watched the tape this morning and I didn't float. It felt like I was floating, but I actually did walk over to that room. <laughs> yeah. um, and if I can say real quick, yeah. I want to thank the two of you. Oh. Um, I want to celebrate. Can we celebrate them? Oh. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I had talked to you for a moment before that time, but both of these people are cemented in my story now. Uh, Weston was the first person that I saw when I walked in that room over there, and he said, "Tell me about." And I couldn't. I couldn't talk. I, I knew he was thinking, "This guy, what's wrong with this dude?" <laughs> like I couldn't say anything. I said, "It's yeah. it's time. That's all I could yep. get out." Yep. And then to have Jenny in there to to baptize me um, was that that's that's linked us, and that's yeah. uh, thank you yeah. for oh, for being that. Well, I think the Lord did that too. I mean, I just, I remember so clearly pre-gather prayer on that Sunday and us, like someone having the name Tim, like, and so we were all praying for a Tim that day in the gathering leading up to that. And so when you came into the tank and you said, my name is Tim, I was just like, oh, like you're here. And yes, we knew you were coming. Um, And so that's just been so exciting. But in the midst of this journey too, you joined us for like Family Alpha this year. What has been some of the, like the change or something that you've sensed the Lord drawing you into since you said, okay, Jesus, like I'm, I'm doing this thing. The one thing that came to mind really quick was we always hear about God's timing being perfect, right? We hear that a lot. It is. And I believe that wholeheartedly, but he's also perfect in my bad timing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I could have done this years and years ago mm. and he, and I could have felt shame afterwards, right? There's a part of me that, well, oh, you waited so long, yeah. but my kids all got to see that. Yeah. Um, you know, I have thanks to the, the workers in the kids department who my daughter, who was in fifth grade at the time, saw me on the video screen and yelled out, that's my dad. And they ran her in here so that oh. she could be a part of that. So they got to see that. And I got to step out and proclaim that and show, be able to demonstrate that yeah. um, to them. Yeah. And that's been huge this year. And then Family Alpha to be a part of that and to, uh, to enter into something that is a little vulnerable with your kids to show them that that's okay. That yeah. fear is not real. Yeah. That's just Satan twisting the truth. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and to be a part of that. So yeah. again, thank you for yeah. Family Alpha. It's yeah. awesome to... Uh, to sit in the room and ask those questions with your kids and listen yeah. to yeah. how smart they are and yeah. how in tune they are yes. and how quick they are to say yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Awesome. Well, hey, let's celebrate, shall we? Thank you, Tim. Thanks for listening. For more resources and to partner with us through giving, visit us at jesuschurch.org.